right. Hello, everybody. I am here with Anna Wiles, who is a music teacher in Tennessee and is also a beach body coach. So she is going to talk to us all about how to stay healthy and fit when we are teaching elementary music, which is a crazy thing anyway. So welcome, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I have followed you on Instagram for like years, so I feel like I kind of know you. Um, So first off, I want to know a little bit about what your school is doing in this super weird 2020 back to school season. So everyone, it's just so interesting because everyone is just doing something different with the whole community on Instagram that I'm talking to. Someone's doing this, some school is taking temperature, some schools are not, some schools are in person. My school is doing a hybrid plan. So we are, teachers are at school full time. Students are coming on either A or B day, which for them looks like either a Tuesday, Thursday or Wednesday, Friday. Um, And we have Mondays actually just for teachers. Um, So that's really, really helpful. I'm looking forward to having a lot more planning time at school this year. Yeah, we are um, trucking along. They've asked Related Arts to be on a cart. So this is my first year pushing into classrooms. Um, We are, because of the A-B schedule, seeing students about once a month. So it definitely looks different than my traditional once a week type of class. No singing, no instruments, but we are really focusing a lot on technology and what we can do within a classroom when we push in. So personally, I'm enjoying the adventure. (laughs) Just learning as I go. I I feel yeah. I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, this is so different than how I would normally be doing things, but I feel like I have to still figure things out. But I enjoy figuring things out, so I'm kind of okay with that. Absolutely. There's so much growth that's gonna come with this. So much growth. growth. With all that growth, though, we are also going to have quite a bit of stress if this is going to be anything like um, the end of last year. So I know I, in particular, found myself really kind of struggling mental health-wise, just with all of the things going on and just everything. And so the reason I asked you to be on the podcast is because we're talking a lot about how to take care of yourself as far as, I mean, every aspect of your being, so uh, your body and your mind and all of that so that we are better equipped to handle stress. So in particular, I wanted you on here since you are a beach body coach who also teaches music so that you could kind of address more of the physical aspect of it and feel free to talk about healthy eating or any mental strategies as well. Anything's Anything goes, anything goes. So I, first off, I wanted to know about your like health journey. So have you always been like fit or doing sports and all of that kind of stuff? So absolutely not. I was the kid, even in elementary school, I remember like begging to sit out a field day because I hate competition. I don't like sweating. <laughs> so I was always that kid that felt uncomfortable in PE class. Definitely, if I had the chance to sit out, I would. So that was always me. And physical health was not really a huge emphasis in my family growing up. You can imagine when we kind of, all of us talk about like the freshman 15 or whatever. I didn't experience a lot in college of weight gain. I did experience stress. That manifested itself more in my mental health journey, which we can also talk about. But In my first year of teaching is really where I noticed my physical health beginning to decline. First year of teaching, like 
I don't know about anyone else listening to this podcast. We're all probably teachers, most of us. And, and I don't know about you, but girl, that first year of teaching, whoo, like if you make it through that first year of teaching, you are gold. You can do anything. <laughs> you can do anything. And I really struggled mental health wise, physical health. Just my energy was so low because I spent so much time with school. I had an hour commute one way and I spent a lot of time lesson planning. And then when I wasn't lesson planning or at school, I was literally like crashed on the couch watching Netflix. So it turned into this cycle for me where I would sleep until the last minute and I would rush to school, get to school, and then just be so drained by the end of the day after feeling tired at school all day, run through the drive-through on the way home for that emotional little comfort of some chicken nuggets or something that just helped me feel better. I wasn't necessarily hungry, but I would grab food on the way home. It was a coping mechanism for how I was feeling. Yeah, so I would get home probably about five, six o'clock, crash, maybe make dinner, and then do it all over again. And it just turned into the cycle of feeling a huge loss of energy, which led to a lot of lethargic feelings and just being tired and being sad and not really having the energy to then put what I wanted into my teaching. And so it kind of was a wake up call towards the end of my first year of teaching when I realized I had gained about 20 or so pounds from that first year. And I, I really think a lot of teachers, we struggle with this and we might not talk about it, but it just, you know, that, that then cycles, right? You, you feel stressed out that you look different. You feel uncomfortable in your body. And then what do you do? You grab that food for comfort, at least for me. So it was just a cycle. Um, and then around the end of my year, my first year, I had been watching um, someone on Instagram and also on her vlog, Teaching in Pearls. I'd oh, been watching yeah. her for a while. Yeah, she has an awesome vlog. And so um, also YouTube like helped me stay afloat first year for <laughs> sure, following other teachers. But she reached out to me and we chatted a little bit about health. And she asked if I wanted to know more about the program she was doing. I'd been following her fitness journey and just seeing that she was up at like four in the morning every morning. And I was like, how do people have the energy? What? But I also like low key wanted that. Like I wanted, I wanted that energy for myself. I wanted that time for myself. And so she reached out to me to see if I wanted in and I told her no, like for several months. And then finally I just decided, you know what? I deserve it. So I jumped in and I haven't looked back. And since then I've lost about 30 pounds and I've learned how to eat really to fuel my body because before this too, bad diets were a thing in my life. So I've learned how to fuel my body and just give myself the, the time and the energy every single day and slowly build those healthy habits. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, that is awesome. I really love how you said I deserve it because it really is like everyone deserves to be in the best health and to have energy and to feel awake. And I feel like so few people actually have that. So, and it's just something that's so hard to do. And there's a lot of mental blockages there that we Absolutely. will get into. And you also answered my second question. So that's perfect. I also like teaching in Pearls. And I think the first video I watched of her was like a four in the morning morning routine yeah. <laughs> like I'm still not in the 4 a.m club I'm trying to get there but 
hey, you know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty good. I usually get up at 4.30. Um, yeah. But since distance learning and not having to actually go to school, I have cut it back, you know, all the way to 6. I sleep until True. 6 o'clock. So I, I feel like it's, you know, really late, but... Most people would look at and be like, six o'clock, that's so early. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it's like, man, I get to sleep until six o'clock. Yeah, I get to sleep in. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, if we go back, I'm going to have to get up earlier. Hmm, I don't know if I want to do that anymore, but I will. It'll be fine. So because there are so many of those mental blocks with things, you know, like, especially with teachers, you know, oh, I don't have time to work out and I just, I can't be fit or I have to go through the drive-through because I have zero energy. Been there, totally understand. First off, um, how would you, how do you suggest like making time for yourself? So I think for me, it took just having some, some conversations with myself, just saying, girl, you have the power over your own self, over what you do during the day. Even though you feel like your body might need to sleep in until 6.05 and you have to be out the door at 6.30, right? You have the power to actually get out of the actual bed at 5 a.m. One of the things that helped me is I read and actually listened to the book Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. And it was a game changer in a lot of areas. So she, Mel Robbins, if you haven't listened to any of her books or read any of her books or listened to her speak, she's a very motivational speaker. And she talks about just like getting the things that you want. And actually one of the examples that she used in her book was Lin-Manuel Miranda and Hamilton. And I wasn't a Hamilton fan at that point, but now that I am, I kind of want to listen to the book again. But she talks about the five second rule. When you want something and you know that your brain could talk yourself out of it, for example, you want to get out of bed. Deep down, you want to have that morning routine and that time for yourself, but your brain has like five seconds before you will talk yourself out of it. So you count down from five and you do the dang thing. And I just did. I, I set my alarm. I heard it go off and I was like, oh my God, five. Oh my God, four. Okay, I can do this three. Like and mentally, I was like, oh, and I did it. And after one time of doing it, I was like, wait, I can do it again. And it just took that time of waking up early before my husband was up, before I looked at my phone, before anything else in the day, just taking that time to get a little bit of um, reading or meditation in and then a quick workout just started to be my new routine. And what I found is that I gained the energy through making that time for myself. I gained the energy. And when I would get to school, I was like, oh, I feel awake. I haven't even had caffeine yet today. Okay. So that's cool. Or I would get home and like, want to like go on a walk or want to stand up and cook a healthy dinner because I had the energy because I was making that time for myself. I was releasing those endorphins early in the morning and getting that time in. And I'm totally not that person because I've watched people say that before and I'm like yeah right but <laughs> but when you do it yourself you actually do find that wow like my body appreciates this so making I think just forcing yourself and having that conversation making that time can sometimes be the biggest difference and it does get easier <laughs> absolutely now I will say as a not morning person seeing that early morning alarm on your phone never feels happier. <laughs> but as soon as you put your feet on the floor, you're like, oh, okay, this is why we're here. And having a community too. Another thing about Beachbody and coaching that's changed my life is that at this point, two years in, I have several hundred people that I know, but especially a close five to 10 people 
that I hop on Zoom with in the mornings and we work out together. That's one of the things we do. We, we go in our virtual gym in the mornings and we mute ourselves and we work out together. We're accountability partners. So just having people show up with you like that is another thing that helped me carve out that time. Is there any particular reason why you do it in the morning and not the afternoon? I'm personally, I'm very stingy with my time. So I realized that when I get home, and of course my first year of teaching, that wasn't until around five. Now it's about 3.30, which is great. I want that time to myself. I want to spend time with my husband. I want to pet my dog. I want to watch Netflix. Like I want that time for me and I don't necessarily want to work out after a long day of school. And also at that point, after a day of school, I don't know about anyone that's listening to this, but your mind has already been through so much that day. Your body has already been through so much that day, especially those of us that are folk dancing and doing body percussion and moving around that you feel tired when you get home. So I prefer doing it in the morning. If it doesn't happen, I'll get it done in the afternoon. If I sleep in, hey, that happens sometimes. I don't let that be an excuse to let me not do it at all anymore. So I'll still get it done, but I love getting it done in the morning because then when I'm home at like 3.15, I'm like, this is me time. Like this is, I can watch Netflix. I can do whatever I want, which is probably watch Netflix. But <laughs> Yeah, I was just curious. I used to work out in the afternoon when I got home from school and I switched it to the morning and have been doing that for like a couple of years now. And it was, I don't do Beachbody, but I do work out and it's just like, game changer because in the morning I don't have as many excuses I found that when it was in the afternoon I would have a lot of excuses because I'd be like oh I'm really tired today or oh my gosh that child trashed my room and I just can't think straight anymore and we're just over today or you know whatever it is there was traffic on the way home I got home later but so you're hungry for dinner already like hungry yes and so, or my dog rolled in the mud and I had to give her a bath. Like, I mean, anything. So I really found that switching it to the morning was helpful to me because I just have like zero excuses in the morning other than sleeping in, but I'm pretty good. At, you know, I've been doing That's it for a few years, point. so I'm pretty good about not sleeping in anymore. So. That's a really good point. Yeah. My husband's asleep. So I feel like, okay, I don't have anyone to like talk to. I'm like ready to go. This is my time. But on the other hand, some people love afternoon workouts because- that's a good way to heavy weights, running, whatever you do. That's a great way to relieve stress too. So if you're thinking about that coworker that said something a little rude today and you're like, oh, lifting that 15, like whatever you're doing, that can also be a relief. So it's totally up to the person that's doing it, finding what works for them, trying out different things, but just not giving up if one doesn't work for you. Try out the other one. Do you have any other like tips for taking care of your body? It could be in general or like workouts that you prefer or just anything that we can glean. I would definitely say give yourself grace always. I think we as women, maybe not everyone listening to this is a woman, but I feel like if you are a woman, men can probably relate to this too, honestly, but I just feel like there's so much pressure, diet culture, body image, all these things that we're surrounded with. And I fell into the trap of dieting and, and eliminating food groups. And guess what? It made me feel more tired, more drained. So I would say giving yourself grace. If you have Chick-fil-A, 
Awesome. You had Chick-fil-A. That's protein and carbs. Your body needs protein and carbs. Okay. It doesn't always need fried protein and carbs, but sometimes it does. So just giving yourself grace, finding balance for what works for you. If you miss a day of working out, that doesn't mean you should give up. It means you should accept, Hey self, I needed a rest today and I'm going to start again tomorrow. And I've also found with eating whole foods and just nutritious things. For instance, grabbing a sweet potato. I've started eating my sweet potatoes cold because of something I saw on TikTok. It sounds really gross. Don't knock it till you try it. It's really good. Like but just like grabbing, raw sweet potato? Yeah. No, no, no. Not like an okay. apple. So like- I was imagining you just like- Yeah, bite. you bake it for like an hour and like the juices all come out of it and it's really sticky and sweet. And so that's like, I grab that instead of like a granola bar. So like whole nutritious foods that are real and from the earth, I've noticed have helped me feel more energy throughout the day. And it takes finding what works for you and finding what, what things you like and what don't like. But I think falling into diet culture and cutting calories and doing cutting food groups, things that could, a lot of things that people tell you is the healthy way to do things, I think can tend to suck your energy sometimes. So finding something wholesome, giving yourself grace is definitely what I would recommend. And finding a community too. find a support group, find someone near you, find someone you're following on Instagram, find someone, anyone, even if it's like your friend who's going to go to Planet Fitness with you two days a week after school, something, just a, a support group that will do it with you and be there for you. How would you say that being healthier and working out and eating healthier and all of those things has it changed your teaching? Do you think it's made a difference? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I really haven't even talked about the mental health aspects of my journey either, but definitely the energy that I have from my physical health journey, but also the change I have from my mental health journey has completely shifted who I am in the classroom. It hasn't made my lesson planning better. It's made my presence better. So when I'm in my classroom, I'm where my feet are. That's kind of like always what my principal at my last school said, be where your feet are. And that's been a motto for me because I'm usually tunnel vision. My mind's always in the next week or hour or whatever, because I've struggled with in my journey with generalized anxiety disorder and just with extra, extra, extra dis anxiety and overwhelm. So I'm always like an hour ahead, but with <laughs> my mental health journey and my fitness journey, I've just kind of learned to be present and be where I am. It's a constant reminder to myself, but that changes so much of what you can do as a teacher because you're present with your kids and you can answer questions and you can not be as stressed that the lesson plan isn't going to get finished because you have this really teachable moment that's really cool and could happen that you might not see if you're too anxious and want to get through finishing your writing your rhythms or whatever you're doing. So I think definitely all of that has just helped me be more present and more aware in my classroom and just more energetic too. Yeah, I would definitely agree with everything you just said. A lot of teaching is your presence. And that's why even if you just look at kids it's interesting as special teachers because we get to see kids in different areas with different people and children act completely different with one teacher versus another. And a lot of it is your presence. And if they feel that you're there and you're watching them and you care about them, they're going to be completely different than if they think that you're not paying any attention to them. So it's really key. And then also I also agree. I say also a lot, apparently I agree with the energy thing. I 
was thinking back to like my first year of teaching and I started working out a little bit my first year. And so that's kind of like the, those two have coincided well, but my first year I was just so tired and like my body would hurt and everything hurt all the time. And as I got in better shape, it has hurt less and less and less throughout the years, especially last year I started running and then I also started doing bar and both of those things work out like your feet and your legs a lot. And so I super weird. I noticed that my feet didn't hurt as much as they used to because it used to be like my feet hurt all the time and then now they don't hurt as much because they're stronger. And so like I can handle yeah, that. Awesome. Yeah. Super, you know, never would have thought that that would have been a thing, but you know, nice. Yeah, little- absolutely. I think people usually have the assumption of, well, working out is going to make me more tired. But what you don't realize is that you're strengthening, you're absolutely, you're strengthening your body, you're strengthening your mind. Hey, there's an aspect of working out that's taught me, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do it, but I can. And that's applied to other areas of my life. So if you're like holding a 10 pound dumbbell and like does yesterday I was doing shoulder presses, shoulders suck Mm -hmm. to work, right? (laughs) They burn, but you're like, the trainer said something like, and this is why I love Beachbody. They always say what you need right when you need it. But she said something like your body is going to tell you to give up before your, or your brain is going to tell you to give up before your body actually needs Mm -hmm. to. And I'm like, Ooh, but like those types of mindset things that those hurdles, those walls that you're knocking down, those apply to other areas in your life. But absolutely, you're, when you strengthen your body and your mind in that type of way, you have more energy, you have more strength through your day. That's cool to hear about your feet and not being tired because girl, <laughs> walking around all the time. I, I, yeah, just never sit down ever, ever. This virtual teaching thing just like totally trips me up. Yeah, I'm really like, sitting down. What? I'm like, that's what cool. is this? But also not because you're like, what's happening? Yeah. I'm sure that's- I know. Now I have to like be more intentional about like, oh, I should probably go on another walk later because I've been sitting all day and I'm like, I don't, what is this? I've never had that problem of like not moving enough. So it's very odd at the moment, but it's all good. You alluded to your mental health journey. Do you want to expand upon that at all? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm a huge open book about my mental health because I wish someone would have been with me. So this whole time, and I talked a little bit about my first year of, of teaching and what that was like, I struggled. And honestly, ever since I was, I can think back to middle school when I struggled with anxiety, I've struggled with anxiety. I've struggled with feeling always so overwhelmed and constantly ahead of myself And I started having what I didn't realize were actually panic attacks and anxiety attacks. My first year teaching, I will never forget, I cried so much. And I think everyone can kind of relate to like crying. (laughs) And like, I remember being on the way to school, like, oh my God, just like sobbing, like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Like, it's draining. And also just being an adult for the first time ever, when you step into that career, not being at college, surrounded by your best friends anymore, it's hard. And so... I remember though, driving to school and my anxiety manifests itself mainly through my stomach. And so I remember being nauseous all the time. I would 
go into the bathrooms in the morning and feel sick every morning. And people would joke that I was, have you, ooh, maybe you're pregnant. Like, are you sure you're not pregnant? Like, I remember my coworkers joking about this and I was like, guys, it's my anxiety. The worst thing about being a girl is that people think everything means everything. you're pregnant. <laughs> you're bloated when you're not anything. I have a headache. Oh, are you pregnant? No, I just yeah, need water. Like, no, I'm just a married young woman, but thank you for your concern and excitement. <laughs> yeah. So it manifests itself through my stomach. And honestly, if I would have known in those moments, how many other teachers were struggling with the literal exact same things as me, oh man, I would have tapped into that community because I didn't realize that so many other teachers struggle with anxiety and struggle with literally just being overwhelmed by the day, every single day, all the time. And I didn't realize that that wasn't a normal thing. So fast forward, which I didn't even say this, but this is my fourth year teaching, but fast forward to, I moved after my second year teaching. So not the this past summer of coronavirus, but the one before, okay, we moved and we moved to Nashville and my anxiety came to the highest it's ever been. I literally remember taking my dog to the dog park. I mean, like just out there, just like, I can't breathe. Like I don't, and school was about to start. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. And then I was like, okay, maybe I need to go get help. And it took just being like, okay, go get help. And so my doctors and therapists have been awesome. There is absolutely no shame to therapy. Therapy is there for you. So if you struggle with anxiety or depression or anything, any feelings, you don't have to be diagnosed with anything. If you struggle with anything that doesn't feel good, go talk to someone because they're there to help you. There's no shame. There should be no, no stigma, but there is, but there shouldn't be a stigma about getting the help you need. Your physical health and your mental health are just as important as each other. And we don't talk about it. So I'm very open about it. I talk about it on Instagram all the time and I'm like, maybe I'm making some people uncomfortable, but I don't care because maybe I'm helping one person. Well, you know, if a couple of people unfollow you because they're uncomfortable, then that's better. Because <laughs> then you'll only have the people that actually are being helped by your posts. Absolutely, and what, what I've found is that most people are actually grateful to hear someone speak out. And I've had some conversations. I had a conversation with a new teacher yesterday and she, and we, I was able to say, oh my gosh, I relate to that. She said, it was uh, one of my clients actually. She said, I haven't been able to get my workout in lately because I beginning of the year stress, I've been sick to my stomach every single morning. And I was like, girl, hashtag I relate. Like seriously, I'm right there with you. I'm right next to you. Here's what you should do. Take some deep breaths, do some meditation in the morning. If you feel comfortable to do a little bit of yoga to move your body, just something to breathe and center yourself. So I'm very open. I'm taking medication now for my anxiety. It's been a game changer. There's a stigma around mental health meds, but I don't think there should be. So I'm taking medication for my anxiety. Other things that have helped me are meditations. There's an awesome app called Calm meditations and mindfulness. My fitness journey has helped a lot. Eating whole foods and good nutritious things that my body needs has helped keep me stable. So all of those things are so well-rounded. And I noticed that um, if one of those things kind of drops out of balance, sometimes I'll feel it in my mental health. Like, oh, I feel more anxious today. I wonder why. Oh, I didn't get enough sleep. Okay. So like those types of things. So just taking care of yourself, your mental and physical health go right hand in hand. 
Awesome. And my next question was going to be tips for taking care of your mental health, but you already covered that. Okay. I will say though, I have to say again, the app Calm, like I want to say it again, because I'm pretty sure they have a free subscription for teachers. So check into that to make sure, Um, or at least they did at some point. If not, it's like five bucks a month or less. Very much worth it. On the first day of school, I was having some feelings in my stomach. So I put on a a meditation called panic attack SOS or something like that panic SOS and listen to it on the way to school. And it really helped just mindfulness and taking care 10 minutes out of your day to just breathe and connect with how you're feeling can change like your whole outlook for the day. Yeah, that's so good. Especially if you could do it in between classes. I mean, I don't have any time in between, but if you, you know, sometimes I literally will close the door and just close my eyes and like take a couple deep breaths Mm -hmm. And then I'll open the door for the next class because you just kind of need like a reset before the next group of kids. And I think people would be surprised. Students need that too. Like our, our kiddos need mindfulness. Our school is a trauma informed school. So we have a lot of mind mindfulness incorporation. So one thing that you could do if you're feeling stressed is when your kids walk in, put on some calm music and just let them close their eyes and breathe for like three minutes. Smell the flowers, blow out the candles. That's what we say at our school. Smell the flowers, blow out the candle, blow out the birthday cake candles because it's like, it's a good breathing technique and and reach out to your school counselor if you have one there at the school with you. They have resources for you as teachers. They have resources for the students, for things like that. And I'm sure they'd be happy to share. Ours gets really, our school counselor gets so excited when someone asks her about mindfulness, she starts like telling you all the things and so. (laughs) those are really good tips um also on youtube there's a lot of like kid-friendly quick mindfulness and meditation videos that we have done i had a particularly rowdy class last year that came right after recess and so we just started every class with a quick two or three minute video where they're like following the clouds or whatever is on the screen, but very kid-friendly and easy. And then you can kind of do it at the same time. <laughs> and it's like two for one. Absolutely. You should totally kill two birds with one stone. Like that is YouTube is your best friend. Go Noodle has some of those too. Yes. So totally recommend taking advantage of that while you're helping your students. <laughs> Yeah. Or even with my kids, sometimes even if I get like upset, I'm like, all right, friends, we're all going to take a couple really deep breaths and uh, it'll be fine because they can tell, you know, when you're getting stressed. And so modeling that behavior also helps and yourself. I agree. I think there's an aspect um, that teachers often forget is that we're humans and our students need to see that we're humans and they need to say that we're taking care of ourselves. So if I tell my students, okay, Miss Wiles is feeling a little overwhelmed right now. I just need a few moments to turn the lights off and breathe. And I think maybe we could all do that together. Students need to see that or even just being open about your mistakes in front of them. There's an aspect to teaching that I thought in my first year I had to be perfect all the time in front of the students. Totally not true. They value your your authenticity. So be honest with your kiddos and just say, hey, like, I need a minute. Let's breathe together because they need to see that too. And I think it is good modeling for them to see that and to be like, oh, it's okay to need a minute. Okay. Yeah. Because kids will do what you do. So if you're always telling them they can take a minute, but you never do, then they might be like, is this only something for kids? But if they see you doing it, then they're like, oh, this is for everyone. This works. 
I got it. And then they'll continue doing that when they're older and they may remember that one particular day. I think that's all I had. I did briefly want to ask about your coaching in case anybody was interested. So what all do you do on that side of it? So I focus a lot with my coaching business, helping mainly teachers. I've noticed that teachers have all kind of gravitated towards me and I've gravitated towards them. And what we do is we have workouts that are accessible from anywhere on demand from home or from your phone. I did mine outside the other day because the weather was so nice. So we have workouts, we have nutrition plans. And actually when I was talking about eating whole foods and cutting diet culture, I actually have like a course on that that we have available and I've been watching. So I've been learning a lot about how carbs are important to fuel your brain and just things that we might not have been taught. So um, we have access to eating plans and workouts and then just our community. Our community, I think, is what has been a game changer for me. Just getting on, we have our little morning workout room that we hop on together and we have, sometimes we do happy hour and just chat. Like, it's just good to be involved in that community of other mostly women, and mostly music teachers on my team. If someone is interested in doing that, what they would do next is they would just shoot me a message. My Instagram, I think you said you would yes, have my link it. Link my Instagram. Perfect. That's all I'm going to do. You can say it as well so that if they don't want to. Yeah. So if you're listening, don't, and you're driving, don't look at your phone. <laughs> so um, my Instagram is at Anna C. Wiles. And yeah, just shoot me a message if you want to hop into our community. It's been a game changer for me the last two years. And I think that it's a great resource. That is everything that I had on my list that I wanted to chat with you about. Is there anything else that you just want to share with us? I don't think so, but I just want to say thank you for taking the time to chat with me today and inviting me to talk. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and talking about this. I really want to focus a lot of content on self-care over the next few months, just because again, it is such a crazy time that it's really easy to let that part of your life go. If you were already doing it, or if you were not really taking care of yourself, then it's about to be very amplified. <laughs> and so I think a lot yeah. of people are going to need that message in the next few months. I know a lot of people will appreciate that and I will too. So thank you for doing that.